Do you want to stop yelling and have your child listen to? Well, I have exciting news for you. If you're hearing this right now, it means that the doors to mindful parenting are open at mindfulparentingcourse.com. This only happens for a limited time, and it may be perfect for you if you want to be that patient, calm parent, but you're afraid of being walked all over, you're losing it, and you want to be that steady, peaceful parent, you don't have a cohesive method, and you take in bad advice like just count to one, two, three. Mindful parenting is an evidence-based system that not only teaches you how to calm your reactivity, but offers you a ton of personal guidance. A lot of other parenting coaches talk about the best way to respond to your child, but guess what? They don't walk you through the research-proven practices that it really takes to create changes that actually last. Mindful parenting teaches you the specific steps to create cooperative, loving relationships for life. In Mindful Parenting, you can learn how to stay calm, even if you find yourself shouting hourly now. Be present for your child no matter what they're going through. Resolve conflicts easily without yelling or taking away the iPad. Set limits without your child resenting you for days afterward. And build trust between you and your child so that you avoid misery in the teen years. The doors are open now at mindfulparentingcourse.com. Unlike other programs in Mindful Parenting, we offer one-on-one coaching to every member and weekly drop-in coaching sessions. Don't wait anymore. You and your kids are worth leveling up. Go to mindfulparentingcourse.com and join now before the doors close again. That's mindfulparentingcourse.com. I'll see you there. You're listening to the Mindful Mama podcast, episode 99. Today, we're talking about what happens when you are squeezed. Welcome to the Mindful Mama podcast. Here, it's about becoming a less irritable and more joyful parent. At Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you are thriving, when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm your host, Hunter Clarkfield's Mindful Mama Mentor. I coach overstressed moms on how to cultivate self-awareness in their daily lives, to take family and life to a new level of peace and cooperation. I've been practicing yoga and mindfulness for over 20 years. I'm the creator of the Mindful Parenting Course, and I'm the mom of two girls, ages 7 and 10. Thank you so much for being here. I can't believe that we are here at 99 episodes. Uh, if you have listened back to the oldest ones, you know that uh, we changed the name of the podcast and to focus on more what I'm working on and I'm interested on. And um, if you're new here, welcome. I'm so glad that you are here. This is a very special episode. This is a This episode is about what do you do, and it's like about what is that uh, voice in your head talking about when you are squeezed? And what this episode is, is actually the audio from a live talk I gave on October 17th, 2007 at uh, the Mindful Moms Revolution event put on by Dina Fresh in Red Bank, New Jersey. And I'll link up to that in the show notes. And so you're going to hear the noise of the room and the noise of the crowd 
And you're going to hear this, this talk that I gave. And I really wanted this to be here as the sort of penultimate, I guess, podcast before the, uh, the 100th episode, because I wanted to share a really important message with you. And so that message I give you in this talk. And so I, I will let you let you listen to that in just a moment. And then before we dive into the talk, I just want to let you know that right now is the beginning of 2018. And if you're listening in real time, this is a time where I am enrolling coaching clients in group coaching and in one-on-one coaching. And so you can go find information about that at mindfulmamamentor.com slash work with me, or just go to mindfulmamamentor.com and click on work with me. And you can learn about that. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. A lot, most, a lot of the women I work with, this is their first time ever working with a coach. And what we work on is really developing unstoppable habits of mindfulness in your daily life so that you can have the clarity, the equanimity that you need to choose how you want to live your life. And we work together over a minimum of three months or longer so that, you know, those changes really, really stick. So if you want the support, if you want the accountability, if you want the someone on your side to make some powerful changes this year, I encourage you to connect with me and uh, we'll get on the phone and talk. And now on to this talk. So the bell of mindfulness, we're using it here a lot. And um, it's something that you can bring into your everyday life as well. Like if you're walking along and you hear a church bell, you can use that kind of taking from this here today out into your life, say, oh, okay, I'm going to use that bell to help me pause and breathe. So it's something that you can bring into your life. So we're going to do it and start with that. So I invite you to just sit up tall, put your feet on the ground, and we're just do a brief thing and just allow yourself to inhale, roll your shoulders up. And then exhale them back and down. And if it feels good, close your eyes or soften them. And just take a deep breath in. And let out a sigh. Take another deep breath in. And let out a sigh. And then just let your belly be soft. Let it expand. Let your jaw be soft. And just for this brief moment while I invite the bell, practice to just simply enjoy three deep breaths. So I do this podcast, and it's, I've done it for a little while, and I had a really interesting conversation one time with this, this guy, this hilarious guy. He's, he just he actually does this, his book is, uh, one of his first books is Confessions of a Garden State Yogi, so it's a New Jersey thing. You'll have to check it out. Anyway, um, we have, he's been to my podcast twice, I really like him, and, and Brian Leaf, and we had this conversation at one time about... Um, the Dalai Lama. 
and the Dalai Lama versus, we were kind of talking about the Dalai Lama versus Thich Nhat Hanh, right? And so we thought, like, if the Dalai Lama, you know, were kind of stuck at home for a snow day, like, and it was like the second snow day or like the third snow day, like, and the Dalai Lama were stuck at home with like a two-year-old and a seven-year-old, like, what would happen? You know? What would happen to the Dalai Lama? Like, and we both decided, like, that the Dalai Lama would totally get angry at some point. <laughs> he would lose his shit. And, but then he wouldn't, he wouldn't feel bad about it afterwards. He would just be like, I just got angry, and that was it. And then we decided that Thich Nhat Hanh would be sitting down on the floor and playing peacefully with, with the kids. But um, I, love, I love that story, thinking about this idea of the Dalai Lama uh, and, and just allowing his anger, because that's, um, anger for me was a big wake-up call. And it was a big, um, it's something that I talk about because it's hard to talk about and people don't talk about it. And I like to talk about um, my anger, but I'm going to get to that first. It started with my, my little one was, you know, my oldest one now was like two and she was so cute. I look at those pictures and I'm like, oh my God, how could I have been so angry at this like adorable child? Um, but for me, my practice with mindfulness started when, when I was, the story goes back to when I was younger. And I was, I was always, I was a kid who kind of struggled. I was a real smart kid, but I had struggled with insecurities. And I would just be up, and I would be down, and I'd be up, and I'd be down. And it was, like, it was hard. Like, I was always on this roller coaster of being down. Like, I would kind of drop into these pits, and I would just feel like, like I couldn't handle life. Like, it was, like, ah, oh, this was just too hard. And I would get into these moments where, like, I would just, I guess the story I was telling myself is, like, I can't handle this, and I would just kind of fall into this. And I remember at one point being um, 10 years old, or 11 years old or something, and my dad um, had been, like, if he was in my room, I remember where I was, rocking horse, everything. Um, and I had been crying in a pit, and he was rubbing my back, and he was being really sweet and wonderful. And what he said to me was, um, he said, oh, Hunter, you know, this is just your artistic personality. And, and, and this is just how it, life is always going to be. And I was like, great. <laughs> Because that's how he was, um, and you know, I'm also he's an artist, and I'm also a painter, and that's how that's how I was actually kind of that's how I was for most of my life, and I really started to discover that. So when I was really young, maybe 15 years old, I started reading about mindfulness. I, I started reading with a really weird book. <laughs> you know, there's so many books out there now. They're so good. But there wasn't that much then. I mean, and, you know, I didn't have access to that much. So I started with um, the pocket version of, uh, they were like Zen koans. And so I, would, I was like, okay, I can bring this book with me while I bike to my job. I bike to my job. And I, then I, I had some breaks. And I would read this book. And I'd be like, huh. 
One hand clapping. Okay, this is gonna help. <laughs> Wait, what is going on? We are supported by Mysteries About True Histories, affectionately known as Math Mysteries About True Histories. It's a weekly show full of time travel puzzles, hidden equations, history, and lots of laughs. I highly recommend this podcast. It's really wonderful, especially if you have kids like around like six plus, but it can totally be enjoyed by the whole family. So I listened to the episode, The Pirate Queen, and you're just dropped right in the middle of the action. People are fighting. There's sword fight. And then these kids, they've gone on a time travel mission and they have to solve problems in the midst of it. And it really just like exemplifies everything we support here at Mindful Parenting. You know, kids who are adventurous, doing things on the world, they're capable. And then they do things like they have to do math, they have to think critically, they have to code break and pattern solving and all this great stuff. Beyond just the Pirate Queen episode, which I highly recommend, episodes transport listeners to moments in history, too, like Pythagoras, Ancient Greece, the era of the Aztecs, Sir Isaac Newton's England, and more. So jump in with your family. Follow the adventures of Max and Molly on an adventure through time with puzzles and hidden equations and laughs. And it really does make learning really fun and really cool. Perfect for ages six and up. New episodes drop every Thursday, each stacked with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. So tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids, and you can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. That's Mysteries About True Histories. I want to tell you about a great podcast that you should check out, especially if you ever deal with any school system, which you probably do. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Ortube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. And this season of Understood Explains covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP and busts common myths about special education. So I checked out the episode on the difference between IEPs and 504 plans because my daughter Maggie uses a 504 plan and it was really, really helpful. It went over all the differences, which one's better, how to get them, different myths and what your rights are, all kinds of different things that you should understand if your child may need extra help in education through an IEP or a 504 plan. The tone is super helpful, friendly, and smart. I highly recommend you check it out. To listen to Understood Explains, just search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's it. Understood Explains. But anyway, so I started reading about mindfulness. And I started reading, I finally found, um, I eventually found my, who, someone who became my teacher, um, Thich Nhat Hanh. And, um, and those books really reassured me. Like I would read them before I went to bed and I was like, yes. And then maybe about 10 years after that, I finally started to sit. <laughs> it took me a long time to actually sit and be still. So for all of that time, I struggled with these intense ups and downs. And I found some tools. I discovered I needed to run. I needed to get my yayas out. And that was kind of a gateway for me into being present, mindful movement. Um, but then finally, when I was finally able to make my own home practice, and I started to sit for 10 minutes a day. I've done a yoga teacher training, and I thought, now I can do this. 
And so I'm going to sit for 10 minutes a day, and I sat, and I thought, okay, and my brain's just ping-pong. And then, uh, and then, you know, so I sat, and I sat for about two or three months, and then I, I was like, what the heck? Like, I just sit here thinking the whole time, like nothing is happening, I can't do this. And I was having uh, what you point, you referred to before, uh, Andrew referred to, which is the, the noble failure. <laughs> I can't do this. And, but then I looked back over the rest of my life and I realized that something really, really huge had changed. And those pits of despair that I had would fall into like every week, every couple of weeks, um, I hadn't had any of them for like two or three months. And I was like, you know, oh my gosh, like it was amazing. It was life changing. I just, I didn't even realize it. I just slipped into this. And it really, and I really haven't, I really don't get them anymore. It's pretty wild. And, and I'm not saying that uh, if you have medication, you don't need that or things like that. But for me, it took that edge off. And it, um, and it helped me to really, it was life changing. It really helped me become grounded, be able to move into the world in a greater way. So that was all well and good, and then I had kids. And, <laughs> and I thought, okay, I'm meditating, I'm teaching yoga, this is going to be great. <laughs> I'm going to be pro at this, I'm going to do this very differently from the way my parents did this. This is going to be awesome. And, and then it was so intense, and my daughter was so intense. It was so much harder than I thought it would be. It was so much harder. I mean, you know, your relationship with your body changes, your relationship with your spouse changes, your relationship with your time and your day changes, your relationship with your parents change. Like, though your whole world is completely turned around and changed so completely. And so it was a lot to deal with. And of course, my meditation practice kind of went below it you know it's not quite it's a little harder obviously than you have a newborn right <laughs> anyway um and then she started to become two and she started to have resistance to what i was telling her because i wasn't that skillful and my anger started coming out and i my anger came out and i realized i sounded exactly like my father you know, I sounded exactly like him, you know, and here was this incredible, beautiful, small child, so innocent, and it was like, I was like this giant button waiting to be pushed, and this was just not okay, and I felt so much shame, and so much, what was wrong with me, I'm a terrible mother, all of those thoughts came. And I realized that through work, through time, through processing, that this anger was not the most horrible thing in my life. And in fact, this anger was my teacher, because this anger taught me some really powerful things. It taught me huge things about myself, and it was a huge, powerful energy, a powerful catalyst to change and to understand my anger and my stress response. So I worked to understand my stress response, and I worked to understand my anger, and now I help other people learn that and 
and bring that together. So I had to come back to my mindfulness practice even more. I had to, uh, to kind of make that even more of a priority. I had to make me a priority in order to be there for them. You know, it was because of her that I needed to make myself a priority and make that time a priority. And I was able to kind of turn things around and I was able to kind of stay calmer. I was like, ah, oh, yes. There's that moment where I was like, I need, and I didn't, and I was like, ah, oh, yes. I didn't do it. Oh my God. God, we can build on this. So I was able to get myself to that place. And then um, I was able to calm down. And then, and then came the moment, and this may be a, a continuation of our story, but then came the moment then when I would, okay, I can calm down, and then I would say something, and it would be some kind of like unskillful thing that my parents said that I didn't, because I didn't really know how to respond, and then she would be like, kaboom, and then I would be like, kaboom, and it would set it all off again. So I really see the, the work I do with women as these two pillars, right? Mindfulness and practices to help us reduce our stress response and reduce our, our anger and our frustration and to help us so that we can get to this place of responding versus reacting. But then the other important piece is then what the heck do you say after that, right? So that you're not provoking this resistance in your child because a lot of our habitual language provokes resistance. You know, you, you don't like it when I tell you when I give you orders and neither do our children. We're going to shit, put that part of the conversation aside. So what I, what I learned very powerfully through my own experience and had to process and deal with in incredible ways was a, a lesson that I, I learned, um, a metaphor that I got from another teacher that I really appreciate, the great Wayne Dyer, and I appreciate this lesson. And so this, is, uh, so this is an orange, and the orange lesson I feel like just made, brought it home so fully for me, and I know it does. And the orange is, the lesson of this orange is that, you know, when I squeeze this orange, when I squeeze this orange, what's going to come out? Juice. Yeah, what, what kind of juice is going to come out? Orange juice. Orange juice. Yeah, there's no apple juice coming out of this pineapple. is that for us, what is inside, when we are squeezed, is what comes out. And so, when I was squeezed by the stress of motherhood, and my daughter's young, you know, resistance and all that stuff, was what was inside of me. And what was inside of me was, you know, when I was young and I had my big feelings, I was responded to with anger, you know. You know, it just kind of goes down the line. It's like my father, you know, he had his suffering and he brought it to me. And so he, when I was a little girl, like, he responded with a lot of anger. And, um, and, and that scared me. And I learned a really important lesson for my childhood, which was that these feelings are unacceptable. It wasn't okay for me to be upset, to be angry. 
And then, so I, then when my daughter started to have resistance to me and she started to have her big feelings, she started to have her tantrums and what did it provoke in me? Anger. There I was, I was my father all over again because those feelings were unacceptable. And that was the lesson I had learned pretty deep in my bones, that that was an unacceptable way to be. And I'm seeing some nods because I think that a lot of us learned that lesson, right? And so I realized this. Oh my God, what am I doing? I even had a conversation with my dad about it, which was amazing. We, it was cool. We said, you know, well, my, my father, he used to beat me with a trap. And I wouldn't do that to you, so I just spanked you and raged at me. And I just, you know, and I remember thinking, and he's like, you're doing great, because this is when I was struggling. We had this conversation. He says, you know, you're doing, you're doing so much better because you're, um, you're not hitting your kids. I thought, I want to do more than just not hit my kids. You know, I don't want to scare them. You know, because I'd already seen what that causes in them. It causes that, that stress response. They, they're not going to learn anything when I'm scaring them. They're, their hippocampus and their prefrontal cortex is completely, like, offline when I'm yelling at them and, and scaring them. So it, it's, it's ineffective, actually. And it creates distance in your relationship. And that distance is what, that connection is what makes them want to work with you and want to cooperate with you. So I thought, that's not enough for me to just not hit my kids. And so I went on a path of, of learning and transformation. But I, what I learned, a lot of what I learned is about this, what is inside is what comes out. And so I had to learn that it was it was a lot less about what I was, what I you know the right thing that I was saying to my kid like that was important that was helpful, but it was a lot more about what's inside of me that is gonna come out in these moments when I'm squeezed. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. 
Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts. So um, I invite you to take your notebook out. Does everyone have a notebook out? Okay. Yeah, five minutes. Okay. Great. So. I did go really fast. <laughs> All right. So take out your notebook. Let's just pause, everyone. I invite you to take a deep breath in. Let us And I'm just going to ask you to close your eyes for a minute. And I want you to breathe in and breathe out. And without going too deeply into this, I want you to imagine a time when maybe you lost it. Maybe you yelled at your child and you were stressed and you were frustrated. So in that moment where you lost it and then you realized it, What did you say to yourself? What was the dialogue in your head? And I invite you to write it down. What is the dialogue in your head? Write write that down. What is it that we say to ourselves when shit goes down? So I want you to notice this, not because I want you to cry and feel sad, but I want you to notice what is inside right now because without awareness, and this is like, this awareness is, this is where our mindfulness is, right? Like without awareness of what is inside, we can't do anything about it, right? We can't do anything about it. So. What is inside? And now I invite you to think about if that same thing, your best friend, your dearest, most loving friend, if that friend came to you and said, oh my god, I just lost it with my child. I did this. I feel like this. What would you say to that friend? What anyone want to say to that? What would you say to that friend? Shake it off. In there. In there, right? You're human, it's totally natural. Yes, it's a biological response. You you know, in fact, you didn't choose to. I think today I will decide to lose my shit. You didn't do that, you didn't choose it. Right, any other responses? You might say to your best friend, you're a great mom. You're a great mom. You would reassure her. So, 
And is that the same thing you said to yourself? <laughs> so what, what is inside is what comes out. And if you are shaming and blaming and being so hard on yourself, that shame, that blame, that hurting part, that is what's going to come out when you're squeezed. And I invite you today to start to become aware of that voice inside and to, to you know, know it's, in, it's, your, it's like your backpack, right? It's that voice in your backpack. And she's harsh, man. Oh, she's so harsh. So I want to invite you to be aware of her. She's not going like, to leave you and go away. That doesn't happen. But like Elizabeth Gilbert said this, let her, put her, let her, she's going to be in the car. Put her in the back seat. Don't let her, don't let her touch the music or drive the car. I invite you to find a response to yourself where you are putting that voice of compassion, that self-compassion voice in the driver's seat. You know, where you, and it's, this is about selectively watering. You have the seeds of that shame, you have the seeds of that harshness within you. We all do. That's normal. Hello, harsh inner critic, I see you there. We all have that there. But we also have the seeds, it's so natural and so beautiful to have the seeds of that, that compassion, that kindness, that awareness, that stillness within us. So I invite you today to practice some selective watering. And water those, water those seeds. And start to practice that response that you would practice to your, your best friend. And I think I'm, I think I'm at that. So I want to, and that's, I, I invite you to do that. So, so take, and think about that why, why you do that. Right? So, I don't have a cool closing. I Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast, a very special episode. And I'm interested in your thoughts. You know, what happens to you when you're squeezed? And we've, we've talked about ways to cultivate equanimity of mind in lots of different places uh, in different ways in, in, in the podcast, uh, the podcast with Krista Neff. On self-compassion, episode 84 comes to mind, and Carla and I have talked about it. And another way is to really um, invest in yourself for change. And I am taking coaching clients right now, one-on-one -on -one in group coaching. And this is for you if you are ready to you know, become that person that you want to be. And yes, we can talk about parenting. And when you coach with me, you actually get the full mindful parenting course as a bonus. But it's interesting because more often we, with my clients, it's more about our internal work, our our mindset, our habits, uh, our self-belief and, and taking steps and getting the accountability, the loving support, the reflection, the, just someone on your side to help you do that. It, it can make a huge difference in life. So if you're curious about that, you want to hear what uh, it's been like for other clients of mine, just go over to mindfulmamamentor.com and click on work with me. And I'm enrolling group and one-on-one -on -one coaching now. And if you have any questions, you can always email me at hunter 
at mindfulmamamentor.com. If you want me to speak to your group, I can speak to your group. Um, obviously, this was this episode is from a live talk, and uh, there's um, a speaking page on my website that will tell you how to book me for speaking. Right now, I'm not really traveling very far for that. So if you're in the East Coast area, then I'd love to speak to your mom's group, your church group, your parents' group, your school. And I'd love it if you could subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating wherever you listen. And coming up next, ah, it's the 100th episode. I'm so excited. So for the 100th episode, I have an amazing person on. I'm so happy to have her on, Shauna Shapiro. She is the author of Mindful Discipline. She's a mindfulness researcher, and uh, her TED Talk is amazing. I'll link up to it, but she and I clicked really beautifully, and I I really am honored to have her on as a guest. And I'll have some feedback from some friends about the podcast for the 100th episode. And if you'd like to just leave your voice and, and share your thoughts about the podcast uh, really quickly, I would really appreciate that. And you can just go to mindfulmamapodcast.com and right at the top of the page, you'll see uh, some red text where it says click over to leave a voicemail. So that's coming up. Shauna Shapiro. Let's see. Don't forget to uh, check in for coaching or, or see if you want me to speak at your place. And that's all for now. I hope you stay warm as I'm recording this. It's like this crazy snowstorm. So I uh, wish you a warmth. Uh, if you're on the other side of the word, uh, world, <laughs> I know I've got some wonderful New Zealanders and Aussies who listen to the podcast. Big shout out to you guys. You guys stay cool. Wish I could give you a little of my coolness right now. And I will see you next week for the 100th episode. Namaste. Are you a mom who wants to feel less stressed and enjoy motherhood more? Do you want to be calmer with your kids and be more present for all of your life? I'm a mom who has gone from really being stressed and yelling when my kids were young to be having a more grounded more at ease relationship with life and having more enjoyable cooperative relationships with my kids and I've shown hundreds and thousands of women around the world how to do this and I want to show you how to do it too. So if you are currently feeling stuck or stagnant this is definitely for you. I've created a free downloadable audible training mindfulness for moms the superpower you need and it will show you how to respond rather than react how to let go of stress and feel more grounded in seconds how to have a smoother day today and become more present for your kids for a lifetime. To get on, on this audio training absolutely free, simply visit the website www.mindfulmomguide.com. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. 
I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. 